Welcome to the Torah Journey Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and I've been a community rabbi for over 15 years. During that time, I've learned that the wisdom of Judaism is powerful, but it's not always easy to understand. Our weekly podcast will enrich your journey and give you practical advice about how to apply the wisdom of Judaism to your life. We'll offer you insights based on the Parsha, current events, the Jewish year, and more. This is the Torah Journey Podcast. It's great to be back with you today. As I'm recording, we're just hours away from 5782, and once we release this podcast, it will already be the new year. So I want to wish you a Shana Tova Masuka. You should have a wonderful and sweet new year. This past summer, I flew across the country for a post-pandemic visit with family, and walking through the airport, it struck me that since the last time I had flown 18 months earlier, our world has been rocked by a global pandemic. This pandemic has accelerated change in our world. Just take the field of education alone, which will be dramatically impacted by COVID-19. Case in point, during our travels, my oldest son was doing his biology labs online. COVID highlights the fact that we live in a time of accelerated change, where we witness changes impacting us in real time. Change doesn't always happen quickly. When Lewis and Clark first set out to explore the American West, travel was much the same as it had been 2,000 years earlier in the days of the Roman Empire. In our time of rapid change, it's natural to ask ourselves, who am I and where am I going? It's a time of soul searching. I remember when the lockdowns began, I experienced being at home on Shabbos mornings for the first time in my adult life. And as unsettling as that was, I took the opportunity to go for some long walks and ask myself, who am I? We didn't choose to live in this time of great change, but now that we're here, what can we do to harness the power of this time? In a time of upheaval, how can we get closer to our true self? While the rate of change is accelerated, we've been living in a changing world from the very beginning. In perhaps the most defining moment of all of Tanakh, Hashem told Avraham to leave everything he knew. Hashem said to him, Lech lecha mi artzacha umimoladetacha umibesa vicha el haaretz asher areka. Go for yourself from your land, from your relatives, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. How did Avraham take this step and leave everything behind for a destination unseen? The Sfas Emes, a 19th century Hasidic master, points to a comment from the Ramban, Nachmanides, who asks, Why does the Torah say Lech Lecha without any prior explanation of why God loved Avraham? And to address this question, the Sfas Emes points to a teaching from the Zohar. The Zohar says, This itself is the praise. The fact that Avraham heard the utterance of Lech Lecha the fact that Avram heard the utterance of Lech Lecha that was uttered by God to all people constantly, for no one was ready to hear Lech Lecha except for Avraham. And this certainly is the praise itself, continues the Zohar, that Avraham was ready to accept the utterance. Now this passage is a huge revelation. According to this passage in the Zohar, the command of Lech Lecha was not only given to Avraham, 
but it's given to all of humanity constantly. The only difference is that one single man heeded it. The revelation of why God loved Avraham lies in the simple fact that it was Avraham and Avraham alone who heeded the call. But this only makes our question deeper. If all of mankind was given this command, then what is it about Avraham and only Avraham that enabled him to hear and heed the command? Lech Lecha is a calling that all of us can relate to in our path. I think all of us have our own Lech Lecha moment. Family here was recently telling me about leaving their home after 20 years to move into the Eruv in the neighborhood. I remember my own feeling of Lech Lecha at the age of 17. I had just spent a summer in, US, in Israel with USY, and although being Jewish was always important to me, it took on a new meaning that summer. I found a deeper commitment to mitzvot as I began wearing tefillin each morning during my last year of high school. After that summer trip to Israel, I returned home to the small city I was raised in, Lemonster, Massachusetts. I always knew that I was from a small town, but all of a sudden, it felt smaller. And thinking about where I was from and where I wanted to go, I resolved to return to Israel after my senior year of high school. We are all following in the footsteps of Avraham. The path that the Avos, the patriarchs, walked on is still a signpost for life in our times. We discern the steps in our path from the lives of the patriarchs and the matriarchs. But again, what was different about Avraham that enabled him, and only him, to act upon the command of Lech Lecha? There is a fundamental passage in the Rambam, in the Mishnah Torah, in the Laws of Idolatry of Odazara. As the Rambam explains Avraham's life path, the Rambam sheds light on three aspects of Avraham's journey. Number one, Avraham's introspection. Number two, his connection to a deeper part of himself. And number three, Avraham's willingness to take action in his life. Avraham Avinu was born into a world immersed in idolatry. How did he come to leave that world behind? Maimonides explains, Once this mighty one, Avraham, was weaned, he began to wander in his mind and to think day and night, and he was astounded. How is it possible that this world can turn constantly and there is no leader. And he had no teacher. But rather he was immersed in Or Kazdim amongst the idolaters. And his mother and father and the entire people worshipped idols. And he along with them. Yet his heart sought the truth. Uben Arbayim Shana, Hikir Avraham Esboro. When Avraham was 40 years old, he recognized his creator. People commonly read this Rambam, and they note the fact that Avraham perceived that creation must have a creator. He discovered God through science, as it were. Well, true enough, but there's another critical dimension. How did Avraham get to that point? The Rambam says that Avraham was meshotet bedato. He wandered 
and probed in his mind for years. With no teacher, he was able to engage in an introspective process that led him to awareness of God. This kind of introspection is difficult in our age when we're so outwardly focused through technology. So the first thing we need to know about Abraham is that he was engaged in internal reflection. If we want to find the word of God in a changing world, we have to create that space. Whether choosing to daven with our cell phones turned off or having a set time for uninterrupted Torah, we need to create a space where we can begin introspection. It's one thing to introspect, and it's another thing to find the word of God. How did Avraham make that discovery? The Midrash in Breshis Rabbah, Tzadi He 95, puts it this way. How did Avraham access God's word before the Torah was given? The Midrash offers the following. And from where did Avraham learn Torah? Rabban Shimon teaches. His two kidneys became like two jugs of water, and they began to flow with Torah. Our tradition compares words of Torah to life-giving water. In a sense, the source of that water is inside of us. Shlomo Melech teaches us that we have a wellspring inside of us, as it says, Yafutsu Secha your wellsprings will spread outward. So Avraham not only followed a path of introspection over the years, but through that, he connected to his own inner wellspring. Have you ever had an experience where you realize that you are more than the sum of a bunch of molecules? Maybe it was looking at a beautiful sunset and feeling overwhelmed by the beauty, or perhaps you were once moved by a powerful verse in Tanakh, or a kindness that another human being did. There are moments where we connect to something deeper inside of ourselves. At the heart of it, Avraham was not merely an introspective person. His introspection led him to a specific place where he identified with something deeply transcendental in himself and in our universe. And from there, he heard the word of Hashem. So we need to have introspection, and we need to connect with that deeper part of ourselves. But there's a third facet of Avraham, and that is that he took action. This facet, explicit in the Torah, is illuminated by our Rambam. Avraham not only introspected and connected to his inner wellspring, but he took concrete actions in response to that connection. Lech Lecha was only one step in a series of many concrete actions Avram took long before uprooting his life from Orkazdim. The Rambam explains that immediately upon realizing the truth of the one God, Avram began to launch what would become a massive effort to spread the name of Hashem. The Rambam writes, Avram stood up and began to call out in a great voice into the world to inform them that there is one God and it is fitting to serve him. He went and he gathered people from city to city. So Avraham not only had a personal discovery, he took concrete action to bring his discovery to others. His journey did not begin with a single massive leap of leaving Orkazdim, but it was the culmination of a great process. 
And it's a path that continues to this very day to the bris, the covenant that we uphold 4,000 years later. So the Zohar is a revelation. It teaches us that as our world turns and changes, God not only called out to Avraham, he calls out to each and every one of us. But how can we be sure that we will hear the calling? The important thing is to understand that Lech Lecha is not just one single moment in life. It's a calling that comes about as a result of many moments. My wife's father is a great example of this. Barney Cortell grew up in Daytona Beach, Florida with little Jewish knowledge. He wanted deeply to grow as a Jew. And yet, when he first met my mother-in-law while in the Navy, he didn't know that the hams the Navy gave out were not kosher. He went through a process over many years, starting a family, making a kosher home, and even holding Shabbat services every week in the living room. There were many steps, successes, as well as setbacks. But then after many steps forward, as well as travails, trying to be Jewish in Daytona Beach, that Lech Lecha moment came. The family packed their bags and searched for a new community. So critically, we need to take the steps available every day to grow closer to the word of Hashem in the here and now. And so consider this. What is the next step or two for you and your path towards fulfilling your spiritual destiny? Change is unfolding before us in our own epic times. There's a huge advantage to us in all of this because as we travel in the journey of life, change beckons us, asking us, where are you going? And as you go down that road, have the confidence to know that there's a unique way that God is calling unto you. Critically, when you see a step, seize that moment as you don't know where it will lead. And don't worry about missing out on God's calling unto you. As you seek out your connection and take small steps, you'll touch a deeper part of yourself. And when you find that inner wellspring, Hashem will call you. He will be saying, Lech Lecha, go into the place that I will show you. I want to wish you a Shana Tova Masuka, a sweet new year. May you be inscribed in the Sefer Achaim, the Book of Life. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and this is the Torah Journey Podcast.